0: Welcome back to another episode of Trip Report. Today I wanted to discuss a show that I went to several years ago by the name of Mesmerica 360. My lady had somehow stumbled across a flyer for it and we decided we would go check it out. It was a fully immersive experience in a the, the domed theater down in Balboa Park. It goes across the country to all the different IMAX dome theaters that are out there. And it's essentially a show that's attempts to duplicate the psychedelic closed-eye visuals that people experience on a trip but to the sober viewer so the show was just a bunch of different abstract art fractal geometry sacred geometry all that sort of stuff Cycling back and forth on the screen above you and then the same guy who created the visuals composed the music that went alongside it so it really did feel like a a trip of sorts like kind of laying back with headphones on and Watching psychedelic visuals fascinating stuff. It would have been cool just as is but we decided we wanted to try to take it up a notch so my younger brother was in town at the time, and the day before, we had actually gone up Joshua Tree and done two grams of mushrooms up there, and it was mind-blowing experience. It, I really do feel like it brought us or closer together, and it was just an unbelievable experience. Um, there, there's some energy about Joshua Tree that really just takes plant medicine journeys to the next level. That being said, I decided that I didn't want to do mushrooms for... This event since we had just done them the day before so we I think that we had some gummies in the fridge and I'm not a big fan of cannabis I maybe had only had a gummy once or twice before this event so I figured well let's just give it a go and I think we each took I think she might have taken like 10 milligrams and I think I took five milligrams and I don't think my brother took anything so we hopped in the car, drove down to Balboa Park, and got. we showed up, and I didn't feel anything hitting, and I don't think she said that she had either, so we went in, and we were standing in line waiting for the the show to open up, and I thought to myself, you know, I took this edible hoping it would kick in, and, you know, I, I want to get the best out of this experience, so I remembered that I had two more mushroom capsules in the car then they were half a gram a piece so i was like ah you know what let me go out and just pop one of them and see if there's any combination effect that can hopefully kick this this cannabis edible up a little bit higher so went out to the car took that real quick came back in and finally the line started moving we got in and had a seat the show started and like i said it's it's very cool I, i would highly recommend it to anybody that has a chance to go watch it It looked like it went on hiatus for COVID, but I think that it's back on tour. So if you have a dome theater in in your city, I guess check it out. See if it's around. Again, it's Mesmerica 360. So we sit back, we're watching it, and like I said, it was cool. I don't think that personally, I don't really like to take psychedelics when I'm watching something moving. Like I've heard people say to me before, uh, you know, I like to take some mushrooms and watch a movie or, or you, I I would see something, some kind of visual perspective, uh, video movie, something like that. And somebody be like, Oh, that'd be so cool on psychedelics. And I was like, not really. What makes psychedelics cool is that you can look at a stationary pattern and then it turns into a moving pattern. And that's the fascinating thing to me, or just closing your eyes and seeing unbelievable worlds that, you know, don't exist in the in this natural realm. So I'm watching all these visuals and on the show and I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. And the music was really cool. But I was just kind of had to ask myself, is am I feeling anything different? Am I seeing anything different than I would be seeing this completely sober? And I realized at that point that my mind started wandering. And I was thinking about how we've only been so deep in the ocean. And that we've actually, I think we've been deeper in the ocean than we've been able to drill into the earth. So there's the concept of the earth has this molten core in the center, but we've gotten deeper in water than what we've been able to drill through the earth itself. So I was asking, like, is there really even a molten core? Like, if we've never been to it, we don't really know if it exists. This is all theoretical. So... I was thinking, you know, if if we have explored the depths of the ocean, we've only gone down to a small area because you don't have enough fuel or air to, you know, to search like a a whole state worth sized of the bottom of the ocean. So that being said, I was like, if there was any alien life or even giant squid or sharks or anything like that that exists, as we were dropping down to that area. They would sense something coming and move out of the way anyway, so we wouldn't be able to see a lot of these things that might exist at the deepest depths of the ocean. And that being said, I was like, what are the chances that, because the majority of this globe is covered in water, that there are different tunnels in the bottom of the ocean that go completely through the Earth? They could start from one point and then just pop out on the other side of the earth so that there is a straight shot through it. And that's another way to access, you know, it could be a different way of transportation that's even more convenient and as I started to realize that I'm thinking about this, that's when I thought, oh yeah, that edible kicked in for sure. So I kind of like laughed about it and then sat back and let my mind just wander and, and I observed what was going on. And it was just a really overall great experience. Like I said, there was no need to have any plant medicine enhancement to really enjoy this show. But it was cool to just like let my mind wander and and see the thoughts that popped up. So the show wraps up, we take off, go hop in the car, start heading back. And this is where I can say that I do not condone driving under the influence of any substance. And I, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done it. It was not an intelligent thing to do, but as we got to the car, I, you know, they may have asked me, are you okay to drive? And as we walked out of the theater, I felt like I was totally normal. I didn't think that there was any issue. So we got in the car drove around near the back roads to get on the freeway and when we got on the freeway that was when it clicked for me that i was seeing in the most crystal clear hd vision that i may have ever had and i have a prescription for glasses but i very rarely wear them i I leave them in the car and if i'm tired at night that's usually the only time that i'll wear prescription glasses just to you know, make my night vision a little bit clearer, but there was no need for glasses at this point. I could see further than I have ever seen before. And at that distance, it was still HD vision, absolutely crystal clear. So I was like, this is actually pretty cool. But I got on the freeway and because I knew that in, in all reality, I was in the, that under the influence of something, I played it like, again, could never condone any substance while driving, but made a lot of port made some poor decisions in my twenties where I drove home from parties that I should not have. And, you know, you learn at those younger ages how to just set cruise control and so that your, you know, speedometer is set and you just stay between the lines and you get to where you need to go to. Again, highly recommend against that. Not proud of anything that I've done in the past. We'll never do it again, but it happened and it is what it is. So played the Driving under the influence game, set the cruise control to the right speed, held it in the lines, and worked my way up the freeway. Now, as I was accelerating to 80 miles an hour, it felt uh, it felt like I was on a rocket ship. As I was just picking up speed, picking up speed, it felt like I was going so fast. It was unbelievable. And it was fun. I mean, like it felt really cool. And I think that she had looked over me at the time and said, you know, are you okay? because I had a big smile on my face and I was like, oh yeah, I'm having a wonderful time. And so being set at cruise control, I got to the point where, you know, I would need to adjust up or down with the plus minus button. And I think that I'm pretty sure it adjusts like one mile an hour when you press each way on that button. But every time I would press it up, I felt like in Mario Kart where you hit the little arrow on the ground and it felt like I had turbo boosters launching me forward in the car. And then every time I would press the down arrow and lose a mile an hour, it felt like my body was being sucked backwards into some kind of vortex. So bizarre to be so in touch with the body and so in touch with speed to feel every little movement like this so drastically. But I worked my way over to the carpool lane. Again, barely any traffic. This was, I think, a weekend night. So there was an, an, or weekend evening, I would even say. So nobody really on the road, um, probably the safest place to be, the safest time to be in this state. While operating a motor vehicle, again, don't do it. But that's this is the story. So, so we get in the carpool lane, and as we're getting closer to North County, there's a few areas where you go down a hill, back up a hill. You know, the freeway has some elevation change to it. And when I was coming uphill, it was almost as if I couldn't tell whether I was going up or down. It was very bizarre. It it did it didn't feel like I could tell. Like even though I. knew that I was going uphill. It almost looked like it was going down. So it was a bizarre depth perception thing that was going on. But then whenever I got to the peak of the hill and we started to come back down, I could I could watch the speedometer and know that I was locked at 80 because I was on cruise control. But because, because the car was facing downhill and I could now feel myself descending in elevation it felt like I was just picking up more speed and more speed and more speed. I would have guessed I was doing 200 miles an hour by the time I got to the bottom of the grade and it leveled back out, but still doing 80 because the cruise control was set there. So it was just fascinating that how the body can take into account the elevation change and the pitch and everything that's going on. So finally we get up into, up into Escondido area where we're by the mall and coming out of the carpool lane instead of having to cut across five lanes of traffic to the right to get off of the exit they have a exit ramp straight from the carpool lane so i turn up there to leave and just busted out laughing and they were like what 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 is what's so funny and it it felt like i was in a pinball machine and that the ball was hit up to that one of those you know little launch ramps that goes up and around and as soon as I got to the top, I was like, I won. And, and they were like, what do you mean you won? I was like, we won. We we finished the game. And it felt like that whole freeway drive from Balboa to Escondido was just some kind of pinball machine game that was just unbelievable. But when I got off the freeway, I kind of felt like I balanced back down to neutral and everything was normal again. So we got home and we come inside and and my lady decided she wanted to play Chinese checkers my brother was game. So they, they, they set the game up and I just laid down on the couch, set Pandora to play and I put it on the AWOL Nation radio station. So it was, you know, rock kind of music. It was like AWOL Nation muse, that genre of music. And so I laid back and I'm looking around the room and everything is still pretty HD, but what was bizarre was all of the plants looked fake. So kind of, it's usually the flipped whenever I'm on mushrooms. It's like, the things that are of nature are crystal clear, vivid, um, alive, you can tell. And then all of the man made things seem synthetic and fake and weird. And it was the opposite this time. It was, it was like all of the man made stuff seemed normal, but the plants looked plastic and fake and bizarre. And I thought to myself, if there are visuals right now, like my, my visual perspective is altered so there must be something with my eyes closed so music's playing they're playing their game i decide just lay back close my eyes so i'm just you know kick it back on the couch get comfortable shut the eyes and sure enough patterns start coming in and they were unlike any other visuals that i've experienced previously because LSD, psilocybin DMT, they're all pretty similar in what I've come to see, the the visual space. DMT, I feel like is a little more, it's like another layer on top of the usual visuals. There's more detail. But with LSD and psilocybin, they're almost identical in my experience. But this was vastly different. And I, I can't explain it. It was just a different style visual. So I'm watching the visuals, and they're they're pretty cool, just like working my way through. And then they, I would say the colors were more like blues and greens and yellows, like brighter, interesting, kind of friendlier uh, colors. And then, as they would start to turn and it would go, it would become a darker orangeish to reddish to they just went from benevolent to malevolent. And as the the visions got darker, I would notice that I would get really cold and then my jaw would start to lock up. And it was a very bizarre feeling. And obviously, you know, it's not good to feel like you're getting locked or anything like that. So I would focus on it and try to like shake it off. And then it would, the pattern would go back to the happy stuff. And then the jaw would unlock and I would warm back up. And then it would, it was a cycle, it just kept happening. And at one point it clicked and I don't, I don't know how I realized this or what the deal was, but what the connection that I made was, was that these benevolent visuals coming through were dreams that I had as a child before I programmed into my brain, the reality of earth and started dreaming in day-to-day activities. And then the malevolent visuals that came through were the nightmares that I had as a young child before I could program in earth-based nightmares. So it was like these were the visuals that I essentially would have had in the womb before I was put on earth and built a complex in my brain of what earth visuals are. Very bizarre. So I decide that this is this is getting heavier and heavier. And I was like, I'm just going to go lay down in bed because I was whenever the coldness would set in from the dark visions, I was like, I just want to be under a blanket right now. So I explained to them, I was like, I'm seeing dreams and nightmares from being a baby. And they were like, okay, I don't know what that means. I was like, but I'm going to go lay down. Um, yeah, you play your game. It's all good. So I go in and I was actually really enjoying that style of music with where I was. So I brought some headphones in with me, um, through the same Pandora station on, on my phone. And went back for the ride so i got in there and again it was just a cycle back and forth it was a nice happy visions and warm calm comfortable and then back to the darkness and lockjaw cold and now the tremors started to set in so i would be actually like shivering with the cold as it as it hit me and the nightmare side started getting longer and longer and longer as the Dream side was you know taking the the backside you know it kind of flip flopped as to what the experience was so eventually the dark side just started getting way too dark and way too heavy and I thought back to when we were at the 2018 Arizona psychedelic conference, we saw a seminar on cannabis assisted psychotherapy and i I wish I had taken a picture of the slide, but what he had shown was there are traumas associated from level one to five with five being like the heaviest craziest traumas that there are and the only way to purge traumas from your psyche is to bring them down levels and I think he said it like level three you can finally clear it so if you have a stage five trauma you have to bring it to four and then bring it to three and then you can push it out and on the slide it showed that level four traumas or level five traumas, level four traumas, and level three traumas were associated with different, different styles of purging. So they could be vomiting. It could be yawning. It could be shivering. It could be sweating. They were, they all were tied into one specific level of trauma. So clearly with the shivering and the cold and the lock jaw, I was purging something. So I thought back to it and was like, okay, well, I I couldn't remember which stage it is, but I thought to myself, okay, I need to let this go. That's the game plan now. And I focused and I said, okay, let this go, get this out. And like I said, it was coming in real heavy. It was staying more the negative stuff than it was the positive stuff. So I said, okay, let's get this out here. We got to let it go. We got to let it go. And it got so bizarre. The music got really heavy and like mechanical. The guitar sounded extra electric and, just like I can't even explain it was just the music got so so gnarly and when it did I started manifesting what I can only explain as what looked like little psychedelic rocket ships they were like these little machines that I could feel their torque and their power As they came up in for all around the vision, they were like latching on and I was sending more and more and more and they were coming up and latching on to this deep, dark vision. And when, when I had enough of them there and I was like, okay, I have the power now. I was like, let this go, let it go. And the, it was just like this, I I could feel it. It was like a jet engine as these all built up and pushed. And then I watched it just disappear, like fade out of my visual space. And as soon as that darkness went away, the entire experience was over and there, it just went black. There was no more good visions, no more bad visions. It was just purge. And I I, I went by, I, you know, I heated back up. I came to that sense of warmth. And then I think it was no coincidence. The second that it settled down, went to black and I was done, my lady opened the door and said, are you okay in here? And I was like, yeah, I just cleared some trauma. I don't, it wasn't, I can't tell you what it was. Like it didn't come up as any association. It was very metaphorical, but I knew that there was something buried that got pushed away or cleared out. And again, I woke up the next morning, felt like a million bucks, like something, like some big weight had just been lifted off of me. So this is one that I felt that I should share because it was just so bizarre. I haven't had a cannabis mixed with uh, psilocybin experience since, like I said, cannabis does just doesn't really call my name, but I can see you know Terence McKenna had often mentioned how these two work in tandem and can benefit one another, and I can definitely see that. I mean, it's it it took one experience, you know, like usually a half a gram of mushrooms would do absolutely nothing for me, but such a low dose of both of them combined was not only very interesting visually but had profound changes on my psyche and purging trauma so yeah i don't know will i try that one again i don't know but i definitely felt that it was worth sharing i think i'll wrap this one up here as i mentioned previously i'm really hoping to have colin on at some point this week if he can make it down here I kind of jumped over the other two solo experiences that I said were lined up next, but I figured this would be a quick and easy one and then I'll work on the other ones this week. So until those come out, thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next one. Love you guys.